Today on Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, White Town. Hey everybody and welcome to Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, the only podcast on the internet where we talk about every single Bruce Springsteen song in alphabetical order, except for the new ones. We'll get to those. I'm JB Clark. I'm joined as always by Rob Carmack. Rob, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, JB. And yourself? I'm great. I, sh- I feel like we should just acknowledge the new songs have been listened to a bunch. They're very good, <laughs> and we are we are we're excited to get into them eventually. But the record's out. Uh, Western Stars is out, and uh, I just feel like it was weird that we recorded a episode and didn't even acknowledge. <laughs> like we talked about it for 45 minutes, and then we we're like, all right, here we go. Nothing about Western Stars. Western well- Stars is is awesome. I'm pumped about it. Still really wrestling with it. That's because we're professionals, JB, and we don't talk about uh, those songs until we get to them in order. Well, we're already, we're out of order. <laughs> I'm not out of order. You're the one over here giving away the ratings for free. You're like, these are great songs. I'm like, I'm not ready to talk about them yet. <laughs> Look, I didn't tell anybody that I gave Hitchhiking a... I'm gonna bleep that. I'm gonna I'm gonna bleep the number that you said. Yes. That way everybody will have to be like, "What did he say?" Oh, man, that's great. Please do. That please is, do. Please. That's definitely what we're, that's gonna happen. This is a note to editing Rob in the future. Definitely that is remember good radio. That. that is good radio. But uh, but yeah. So we have listened to the new <laughs> songs, but you won't. I mean, JB JB may be ready to talk about it. I'm not. And so you know, we're gonna tease it out because at some point we're gonna get through zero and Blind Terry. And then we're going to loop back around and we're going to hit all the songs that we didn't get to. And we're going to talk about those songs. And I'm not about to sit you know here and tell you what I think about them until we're ready. I don't want to make, make people wait. Hitchhike. I just want to thank you for not wasting Please all of our time just Every now. single one of them. I'm bleeping Please everything. Every single one of them. <laughs> I'm just going to edit that whole thing out. Your, your little, your little no, numerical... No, bleep all of them and it'll be it'll be hilarious you know how long it takes to drop one bleep into the into the garage band thing it takes it, it takes it like a minute send, per thing. send me the file and i'll i'll drop a bleep in. no i'm just gonna the whole thing out everything you just said is gonna be lost to uh, lost to time it's gonna hit the cutting room floor you're like that took more time than it would have uh to just drop some bleeps in nope it won't it's it's a little cut it's a little it's a little delete and then i, go, <laughs> I then move on with my life a little command t command t backspace correct anyway we're you're writing command t <laughs> no i know hey i've been editing this podcast for 351 episodes i know what command t is lord almighty <clears throat> all right so we're here to talk about white town jb it was one of the many outtakes from the river sessions in 1980 it finally appeared in 2015 on the ties that bind colon the river collection box set this is okay first of all this is our last song from the ties that bind collection after sure. today, we will have talked about everything off that that entire box set, which is crazy. Um, I say everything. Everything that's important showed- to say that the majority of what we're going to cover going forward, uh, the next twenty three songs are going to be the last of something. It's for the most part. I say that um, for the most part. <laughs> the, the caveat being, it's the last one from the Ties the Bind collection that were not on the river or tracks. It, it's it's the it's the last of, of the songs that can only be found on the Ties the Bind. I should say. So, yeah. and also this song has never been played live. Really? Not ever. Yeah. Not once. I really... I would love to see this song live. I, I, Looking back on the 2016 River Tour, I am bummed that he didn't, at, every once in a while at least, pull out some of these um, outtakes. You know, I mean, he put out this whole box set that featured a bunch of outtakes from the River Sessions. 
And he played the full River album every night, at least for the first leg. And never, all, other than Meet Me in the City and a, and a couple of others, he really just kind of ignored all all the all the outtakes. And I think I think that's a missed opportunity. I really, not looking back, I really wish he'd spent more time with these songs. Well, and especially like this, the instrumentation on this one is really. It's honestly sort of a look forward. Yeah, I like. I, I really dig this. I, I would. I would love to hear him play this song live musically. Yeah, this is like a. This is. This is sort of a. Oh, he's gonna put out a record that sounds like magic one day. Um, yeah, that's true. Like, it, like um, production wise, it it is sort of advanced for what you hear um, on the river. And this isn't like an E Street staple kind of song, but to see such a good band play such a tight pop song would be. You know, like I would love to see this song live. Yeah, I would too. Um, well, I mean, well, if you were to see it live musically, what do you think you would hear? So I, I love the the piano, drums, acoustic guitar, chord. They just are the big hit at the beginning. Yeah, and then it's just vocals and organ from there, for the most part. And then the band comes back in through the first verse. I love when people play with you know. I mean, that's a very simple way to play with. With dynamics, but I, I love when people play with dynamics that way. Um, and then so, uh, uh, yeah, it just feels constructed. It just feels well built. Yeah, It doesn't it, feel like uh, the band got together and they were like, all right, here we go. It feels like the band got together and said, all right, here we go. And then they quit and then they listened to it and then they, you know, went back and and built it, yeah, uh, it part by part. It, it is. It is a lot more well constructed than even a lot of the outtakes from from like I mean I'm thinking specifically of like Mr. Outside. You know, Mr. Outside sounds like he just records it in a closet one day. You know, like there's there's yeah. nothing to that outtake at all. And it's interesting to me that this is on the same box set as that, and they're both just considered outtakes from the same sessions. Where clearly Mr. Outside was just sort of tossed off. While this one, like he spent some time on this. You know, like th- yeah. This is- well, and this is very much not a River song in that. I don't think it's quite there lyrically. I think it's close. I don't think it's quite there. Um, but I also think that it's it's not like live band enough. You know, this doesn't feel like it was written by a live band in a practice space. It feels like it was written by a, a, a session band in a studio. Well, and maybe that's why he ultimately left it off is because the, the the idea behind this album, The River, was for it to feel like you're at a live show on the shore. You know, yeah. and and this song is so tightly produced. Like, maybe, I don't know. Maybe by the time it was done, Bruce was like, ah, "It's not. It, it doesn't." It doesn't keep the aesthetic going. Where well, and also like thematically, we'll get to this when we get to the lyrics. There's there is another song on the river that punches this box thematically. So it's possible that he just thought like, well, I'll go, I'll go with the one that sounds more that like one. the live the live show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This doesn't really sound like the live show. It's it's a oh, it's a great song though. Uh, as far as like construction goes, it kind of reminds me of like a slowed down Cure or the Smiths, and I don't know why. I think it's just that. Very first melody, Marianne on the Avenue, and uh, all dressed up in Kensington blue. I think it's that specific lyric. You know what I mean? Like the specificity of the lyrics mm-hmm. that remind me a little bit of the Cure of the Smiths. Um, but it, it reminds me of the Cure and the Smiths a little bit. I don't know I, why. That is interesting. I I had not made that connection, but that's interesting. Do you feel it? Do you feel it though? Uh, a little bit. It's a little bit more melodic, I think, than either of those bands. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. But but I mean I I can see I guess overall I can I can sort of see that why you would hear that I I don't necessarily right. hear that. and it may be like all the reverb on the vocals anyway uh, I love the way the rhythm guitar and the snare play sort of tag in the interludes I think it's ma- just magical and sweet 
I get to see, you know, whoever's playing guitar there kind of like smiling over at Max, you know, and they're like doing faces at each other uh, to keep it interesting for them during the live sets. You know what? I, I came back here. I have a note. It, Joy Division is what I'm getting. Okay. Yeah. I thought the Smiths and the Cure, and then I was like, nope, Joy Division. It's like pre emo. Like emo bands like this song. Hmm. Interesting. Not that it's not that this is emo, but just like emo bands. Or not even emo bands. Emo bands like Joy Division. Joy Division likes this song. The entire rest of this episode is going to be you going like, no, 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 wait, not that. This other thing. Oh, no, 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 no wait. Not, not that. Not, wait, wait, uh, not, not Joy Division, Steely Dan. No, 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 wait, 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 not, no, no, not I'm that. Like, talking yeah. Heads. No, 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 not, not Talking Heads. Uh, wait, say what? <laughs> wait, 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 no, yeah. no, 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 uh, uh, Wu-Tang Clan. It's a little more like Wu-Tang Clan. Then, oh, no, no, Wu-Tang no, 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 wait, it's more like uh, the Eagles. When's the last time you listened to Wu-Tang Clan? No, no joke, like, yesterday. <laughs> I never listened to him, but every now and then somebody puts him on, I'm just like, God, I could listen to only this. <laughs> I, I've been doing a revisit of the entire Rolling Stone 500 greatest al- hits album. Okay, yeah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> As you do most days. <laughs> I, I just, I enjoy it. I, I, I find yeah. that I, I always discover something new when I, when I, and also it takes a little while. It's a, it's, it's a soothing sort of meditation practice for me as I yeah. try and explore music. And so, uh, yeah, the, what, there is a Wu-Tang Clan album on that, on that list. And so I was listening to it, not, not necessarily yesterday. I guess it was, it was a couple of days ago. Yesterday it was mostly Bjork. Hey, uh, you want to get into the lyrics? Oh, I do. Good. All right, so here we go. Marianne on the Avenue, girl all dressed up in Kensington blue, down where the hammer falls. She's born and bred within White Town Walls. I love a song that has just incredibly specific lyrics. These are very specific. Uh, Kensington blue, born and bred, White Town Walls. You would think that a a general lyric would make it more relatable, but I think that like a really specific lyric, anybody can sort of like connect to something you know what i mean uh maybe not kinsing like a girl all dressed up in kensington blue but it it something that specific brings something up each and everything slowly passes away she moves alone along the narrow street from a passing car she hears the music play beneath the l she starts to sway down in white town oh yeah down in white town oh yeah down in white town so you have this character marianne and she's she's dressed up Born and bred within White Town Walls, like clearly this is meant to to sort of signal that she she comes from like wealth or privilege of some some kind, you know. But she maybe she's in a place where she's not used to being. That's that's sort of the image I get because um, I don't know if there's actually a place called White Town, but I think I think White Town sort of is is meant to sort of be a stand-in for wherever people are from. Where maybe they're sheltered and they've got some some access and some wealth, but maybe not a lot of life experience, you know. Well, they say that L. Well, she's Chicago. from she's she's from White. Well, I guess now, now she is down in White Town. So yeah, beneath the L, the L being like, um, I, like you know the above ground subway. So I mean, we could be talking about the Chicago. Elevated train is in Chicago. They call the elevated train the L. Yeah. It makes. I will say this: the L makes a lot more sense than the New York subway. So maybe okay, maybe I'm wrong. Then maybe White Town is is just sort of like a, a blue collar. Now that I'm kind of looking through it, maybe maybe it's it's a lot broader than that. I mean, because I got I got her all dressed up in Kensington blue, born and bred within White Town walls. Maybe I'm now I'm second guessing myself. So maybe I'm, now I'm thinking like maybe White Town is just sort of like it, it, a, a general place where maybe it's a little more blue collar. Now I don't know. 
I, yeah, I, I, I read into the word white and I just sort of assumed it was about privilege. But now that I'm, I'm rethinking things. I don't know if it's like a working class neighborhood or if it's a place called White Town or if it's like a, a neighborhood or a suburb of Chicago or if it's just like your average town, like suburb, you know, because, you know, most big cities have like a quote unquote L or whatever. So. Well, and, I mean, really, the uh, the designation you said of it, it be... D.C., you said it <laughs> last well, episode, it could be D.C. Well, D.C., more more the elected officials in dc than the actual population of dc there's a there's a major difference there but it's yeah, true i mean i meant, I meant the people who are sent to dc during the week and then commute to other places when they're not there but people who travel to mar-a-lago so you know or wherever but anyway yeah. so <laughs> anyway but <laughs> um but yeah i i, I don't know I, I lost my train of thought i forgot what i was saying <laughs> well yeah maybe it'll come back yeah well, no, it, it'll come back go ahead all right, Johnny's just trying to make his way. He got a job at Mr. It Don't Pay. He sits and counts the scars on a stool down at the end of a white town bar. And the old men here piss their lives away, drinking and joking about their cop fighting days. Ain't no answers here, just the past and fear of spending the rest of your days. Down in White Town. Oh, yeah, down in White Town. Okay, so I was totally wrong. White Town, I, and I, it's not like I've never read these lyrics before. It's just for some reason. Anyway, but. So clearly there there is some sort of like it's it's a place where people sort of it's the dead end. You know, it's a place where people go when they've got no place else to go. And, the, and I mentioned earlier, like thematically, there this has a lot of similarities to another song on the river, which is the song Jackson Cage. It's so similar to Jackson Jackson Cage that in earlier demos, it had some of the same lyrics that ultimately ended up on Jackson Cage. And yeah. and I think this fills the spot on the river in the same sort of way where it's the lament of living in a place with no prospect for getting out or upward mobility. It's basically like if you're here, you, you it's basically a social cul-de-sac. It's like, there's nowhere to go, but either you either stay in or you find a way to get out, you know? Yeah. Anyway. All right. And yeah. then here we go. The last verse in a dream salvation comes with a beat or the sound of breaking glass and running feet. The beat that echoes down through the streets. Marianne dances on down in white town. And I said verse. This is sort of like a bridge because he sings it like in a different register. Yeah, it, it, it's it's sort of that classic Bruce Springsteen sort of like final thought before the end. Yeah, it's a really beautiful stan- for, like stanza, whatever, whatever. Um, it's beautiful. the whole The whole song is pretty beautiful, like in this sort of effervescent. I don't know. I think the music sort of accomplishes carrying the message in a sort of sub- subservient way. Is, is that the right word? What is it subservient to? The message. Oh, yes. Yeah, I think you're right. On the surface, it kind of feels like, oh, this is a sweet song. But really, it's sort of a ghost. Yeah. Well, and it, it's a ghost of your ambitions. Yeah. And the ambitions of the people who came before you and the guys at the bar and Marianne. Well, and just sort of the, the sadness of that last thought, which is in a dream, salvation comes with a beat or the sound of breaking glass and running feet, which is a way of saying there's two ways to get out of here. One, you can either start a band and get famous or you can commit crimes and, and go to jail. Uh, and go to jail. Yeah, like that's uh, th- those are the two options. It, it's the idea of like you can you can either like fully rise above in this unexpected sensational way, or you can you can commit crimes and go to jail. Those are the only two yeah. ways that people ever ever get out of this particular space. This and I love that the beat town. echoes down. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter if it's which beat if it's the beat of the breaking glass or the beat of the band. Yeah, it echoes down the street, and Marianne dances on because she's used to either the bands trying to get out of here, or the guys trying to make a way, committing well, crime down the street. 
Well, and it the, all is the same to her. Yeah, and the dancing on is sort of like the symbolic act of accepting her fate, right? Like the the song both begins and ends with Marianne on the on the avenue. It's, um, yeah. So, the first two like stanzas of the song are two of my favorite. P.S. Like Marianne on the Avenue, girl all dressed up in Kensington blue. The melody there and the way that like there's just internal rhyme in that just yeah. Mm. Well, and in the line of she's born and bred within white town walls, like the the idea of being like captive is is, is like it's evocative of this. Like she she was born in captivity in in this yeah. space, and she has. It's not even that she doesn't want to get out; it's that she doesn't know what out even looks like. Right, it's not that there's actual walls like the Truman Show. Like you no. know, you, you probably could leave, but right. Well, it, it's gonna it, again. It's evocative of the same sort of idea as Jackson Cage. Like the 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 place where the the woman in Jackson Cage lives isn't a literal cage, but her life has become sort of the um, like a, a symbolic cage. You know, it's become you know just just kind of a place where she doesn't she can't get out, but she doesn't even really understand that out would be better. You know, she she's yeah. she's. Um, she's a captive of her of her circumstances, but she's also kind of a captive of her limited imagination. It's a really good song. It's a yeah. It's a, and it's beautiful. It is beautiful. I, and like I and while you say like it, the recording doesn't sound. It sounds super produced, and so it doesn't necessarily make, like simulate the live experience. That's which it like in the recording it is. It's highly produced, but I would love to hear what a live version of this song would sound like. I would love to hear what Bruce hears when when he thinks about this song. You know. Yeah. And and I would also also just love to hear a band do it this way. Absolutely. Well, and I mean, yeah. like later on, like at this at this level that Bruce is at, like he could totally perform this song at this level, you know. Oh, for sure. With with this level of production and value, if he wanted to. Um, yeah, man. Th- this is this is one of the hidden gems, I think, in the um, in the ties that bind. So, how many White Town bars do you give it? You know what's funny? I had exactly that same metric. I was going to say White really? Town Bars. Man, we're right in sync today. Uh, uh, three, three and a half. How about you? Three and a half. I'm, we are not as in sync as you thought. I give it four. That's pretty close, man. Three and a half and four are very, very close. I could have easily been a four. I, I could have easily been a five, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a five. Well, and, and that's, uh, part, part of this journey has been sort of like you, you always end up comparing each song to the one you just did or the the last couple. And I definitely like where the bands are better than this song. And yeah, so it's a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I gave it a three and a half. Like if, it, yeah. if we had been doing this in isolation, I very well could have given it a four, but um, I will say if any of my friends sent me this demo, like, Hey, here's a song I just made. I would, <laughs> I would like quit my job and do their, you know, their merch or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's funny is like the first couple of times I heard the song and didn't really think that hard about it. I assumed that white town was about racism, you know, like I just, I just assumed that's what it would be about because of the title. But that tells you more about like my, like the things I think about and read about than like what Bruce I don't is think actually race, to say. I don't think race doesn't have a place to play in it. I just, I don't think it's about, I think it's just about one of them. I think it's just about like middle class, uh, lower class, working class white folks in the Northeast in the suburbs. Yeah. And, and maybe that's, I mean, maybe the, the unspoken thing here is about gentrification and like even, or maybe not gentrification, but like even that, like e- even among people who are who are struggling, there's still a certain amount of segregation between groups, you know. So, 
yeah. which is definitely the case in Chicago. I mean, I mean, really, that's a whole other conversation, right? Like, they t- it mentions the L, and so that that gives you sort of the image of maybe there's this is a portion of Chicago. Chicago is famously one of the most segregated cities in the country, and yeah. uh, and and so if you live in like the Polish or the Greek part of Chicago. That could very well be White Town. Like you, you know, that's um, you. You are you are in a city with lots of racial diversity, just not in the same place at the same time. Yeah. And so, um, anyway, that's a whole other that's a whole other conversation about you know inequality and all that kind of stuff. So, um, anyway, this was uh, this is a good one. We 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 brought it in, you know, on time, which I always appre- I always appreciate when podcasts and the L train show up on time. So that's uh, true. The L train always shows up on time. That's what I hear down in White Town. All right, yeah, well, everybody. the blue line. This is the one. <laughs> well, we were on time. Whoop, my bad. We're 15 <laughs> seconds over. No. Next time on Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, we'll be talking about Wild Billy's Circus Story. It's a big one. We've been doing outtakes for a little while, and so, yeah, now we're now we're about to get get to one of the big ones. We're talking about Wild, Wild Billy's Billy Circus Story. Wild Billy's Circus Story is, is, is one that we've mentioned the most besides maybe zero and blind Terry leading up to this moment. We've just mentioned it a lot. Well, yeah, because I mean, we, we've talked, we talk a lot about wild, the innocent, the Street shuffle as an album, but there's only seven songs on that album. And so we have to, you know, c- continue making one, mention. It's yeah. the one, the furthest in the distance. This will be it. It continues to be the the one that eludes us, but no longer, no longer. We will, no longer. we will catch up to the circus and we'll see what we kind of story it has to sell. Yeah. And we'll put that unicorn in a circus. Or it will live in a pen, in a tent, to be looked at and laughed at. Got, that got dark. I'm, I'm con- so sorry. I'm concerned both that it's gotten dark, but also that our metaphors are terribly mixed. So, <laughs> Hey, there's no such thing as, as a stupid question. It's just tiny actors. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll be back in your feed next time with Wild Billy Circus Story. We'll see you then.